wait. I'm pretending. Oh, wait, like it's like. I, you yeah. gotta do the Rick Astley. Welcome to another episode <laughs> of Room Terrible Radio. Definitely not scuffed at all. No, uh, no, no, definitely, definitely not. not fault, no. That's for sure. No, never, never, no, no. I it's what am... the people want. Give the that's people true. what they want. That's true. Tell, Tell the, people the people what they have, what heard they have today. seen today. Okay. Have you that is that you've heard that too? Cool, cool. I thought I was the only one. Sweet. What, the Azir? Yeah, I didn't oh, know right, because you're one of the only people who's actually played with or against yeah. Azir as yeah. an unused champion. I know himself. it's. Yeah, he, he's a he. You know, small meme deck. Right. <laughs> a, a deck that only Saucy would play. A, a meme yeah. deck to be sure. Yeah. Azir Aurelia, but yeah, we're jumping the gun a little bit here. <laughs> I am Blevins, joined as we've already known by Saucy. And we got, you know what? We we got him, Saucy. We finally, we finally got... did. The elusive. Uh, we've been trying for years, it feels like. We got Scarzig <laughs> on the channel. What's Woo! up, buddy? Yo, what's up? Thank you so much for having me. I I, I saw the clip. Levin showed me the clip uh, where you're like, we need to have Scarzig on again. It's like, you mean for the first time? Yeah. And... I was in the same boat. I was like, I, I feel like I've been here before, but <laughs> I don't know. I cast it with Blevins. Maybe. I'm always lurking in Saucy's like chat. Yeah. It's one of those things, you know how they have those, that, that like uh, that conspiracy about like the Bernstein Bears and Berenstein the Mandela Bears. The Mandela effect. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what this is. Like we all thought Skarzig's <laughs> been on the show. There's a there's a Mandela effect universe where Skarzig was was always Skarzig on the show. was on the show. <laughs> I think but I am I, okay. here now. Yes, so. you are actually here. I okay. So I have a theory. I have a working theory that I literally okay. just came up with, but is a foolproof, rock solid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, airtight. Uh-huh. Uh, there are three total universes. Okay. There's the one that no we're more. in now. Okay. There's one where Rune Terrible was started by Saucy and Skarzig was the co-host, and there's another. Where Rune Terrible was started by me and Skarzig was the co-host. Okay. Which means, ironically, Skarzig is in the most Rune Terrible yeah. <laughs> podcast universes. That's it's so, true, and that is a fact. Like you can look Venn that up. Diagram. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those three. Those three it circle all Venn diagrams. Leads back to Skarzig, and we're super pumped to have Jan Bud because uh, it's uh, literally been a long time coming to the point where we lit all of us all thought you've already been on, which is. <laughs> It's walk solid. That's good. It. Yeah. It's yeah. That's how you solid. know that it's it's meant to be that everybody just has been looking forward to it. Myself included. Yes, a- absolutely. Well, we are going to jump in and talk a little bit more about you in just a second. But we've got a little bit of housekeeping, of course, mm-hmm. uh, as many of you know. And Saucy, I'm going to need you to I'm going to need you to use the beep button because my soundboard is not working. But okay. we've got our brand new uh, producer who, of course, is named. <laughs> yep. Uh <laughs> That was that was the perfect that was the perfect use. Yeah, we we were just revealed uh, their name and so yeah, uh, no, you can go have... back and you can scramble the audio. Yeah, you can if unscramble. You, like, do some CIA shit and like undo mm-hmm. the the beeping and go underneath it. You know, like the enhance button that everyone has. <laughs> yeah, that. It, it enhance, 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 enhance. Yes, you can you can enhance that and it will work. But yes, we've got our brand new producer, our brand new Twitch channel, which we're currently streaming to. Now, uh, twitch.tv slash terrible. if you want to catch us live, we're going to be moving to Tuesdays 
yes. uh, for the live broadcast. But uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter uh, at Rune Terrible to find that out. And we're also on YouTube, streaming live on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash Rune Terrible Radio, or just search for Rune Terrible Radio on YouTube. We're also uploading more content to the YouTube. So definitely make sure you hit the sub button there on the brand new, well, not brand new YouTube, but the, the revitalized YouTube. New adjacent. New adjacent, yeah, new new enough, uh, <laughs> which is which is awesome. So, um, a couple other things. So we've actually there's actually these next upcoming weekends. There's back to back open events uh, that you can check out. There's the Mastering Rune Terra podcast event that is coming up. Of course, our sister podcast. Uh, they are uh, running their another one of their open events next weekend, and the weekend after that is the Rune Terra Dex open, which we talked about. Uh, with Rune Teradex. So uh, you can check on Twitter mm. and uh, those respective discords uh, to jump on into those. I know the community is clamoring for open events that aren't just the seasonal. So we've got back-to-back weeks for those. But enough about other stuff. Let's talk <laughs> about Scarzig. Yeah, that's got... the thing that matters. Absolutely. So we always like to st- just start off. Scarzig, give us a little bit of... Just a, a a background, where you come from in the gaming world, what got you into gaming, that sort of, what's your origin story? Hmm. So I, you know, very, very small lad, uh, had had the NES back in the day, the Super Nintendo. I think a lot of people I have the same story coming up through. And mm-hmm. when it comes to just like gaming, it was something that I always just did for fun, you know, after school, nothing like super competitive nothing uh too in depth i got really heavy into call of duty 4 cod 4 modern mm-hmm. warfare uh, yeah. was i think the first game that i took very 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 seriously mm-hmm. and like tried to get really good at um and then that switched over to street fighter 4 um i have a little bit of fighting game origin played some fighting games leading up through there and when it comes to card games throughout the early days i was playing a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh. i completely missed the wagon missed the boat on magic the gathering mm. Yu-Gi-Oh was was my game uh mm. and then i got into duelist uh when it came nice. to like duelist digital awesome. ccgs i ironically there's in this like vendagram alternate universes we've yeah. got going on uh there is a version of me that plays hearthstone most likely because Ooh. when hearthstone first came out um, it was everybody's like, oh, you got to try this new game. And when I signed up to try to play that, there was some kind of weird error with my Blizzard account or whatever mm-hmm. you have to sign up for at the time because I didn't have a Blizzard account because I hadn't played World of Warcraft. I played yeah. Maple Story back in the day. So Same. it's like all these weird, like adjacent near misses right. of getting into major <laughs> games. Uh, so I didn't have a Blizzard.net account. There was some kind of bug where I couldn't sign up for one to play Hearthstone at the time. So I just said, mm-hmm. okay, never mind. Yeah, so when it comes to digital ccgs i got into duelist but oh actually now that i'm strolling down memory lane i want to give a big shout out to might and magic duel of champions that was a that was a digital card game boy that's a good one um but duelist again was i think the internet's best kept secret when it comes to when it comes to card games it's it was a Mm -hmm. solid game and uh it's actually from the same people who made the new that new ps5 game godfall I'm not going to do okay. their marketing for them, but they're yeah. really good people. <laughs> um, but nice. it's like, yeah, this this big AAA title, they made an indie CCG a few years ago. But um, that was the game that like got me into, again, casting, mm-hmm. streaming, making content. And 
it was it was a blast. Uh, I know the developers of Runeterra were actually fans of Duelist. A mm. little bit of that DNA, I think, kind of carries through. Um, just like a very tempo-oriented game, trying to do some mechanics that are a little bit outside of the box. Yeah. And I got a chance for Duelist to design one of the cards. Really? Uh, as a longtime community member, the the Feather Knight right. that I'm always rocking on like yeah, yeah. all my Twitch channel and stuff is actually one of the units from Duelist. Uh, and what's really cool about it is that it has a, a base form, and then when you achieve an objective, it turns into a bigger secondary form. Uh -huh. So that style of card carrying over to the champions in Runeterra, I was all on board. That's awesome. I did not. So I knew that you had come from Duelist, um, mm -hmm. and I've also heard a lot of the same thing. I, I played a little bit of Duelist. Yeah. Um, I, I think we, we talked about Duelist, I don't know, like 10 episodes ago or something. And I think we were talking about Skarzig putting <laughs> yeah. been on the show. Like, not even kidding. Because we're like, oh, yeah, I, I who else? Because I think Skarzig played Duelist, too. And we're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, longtime guest Skarzig who's been well, on the show so many I, times. I feel like there's so many. I mean, Runeterra has so many different uh, people that come in from different places. A lot, obviously, card games. But I feel like everyone who came from Duelist is like, ah, oh, I missed that game. That game was so great. Whereas, like, people who come from Magic are like, yeah. Yeah, I've <laughs> made it through the salt mines and we're done with Magic. <laughs> and about Stone, it's like, it's like um, you know. I'm I'm I finally grew up enough to put no okay that was that yep, was a bad, perfect <laughs> grew up enough to play a wheel game no yeah ooh, that's yep. mean um, so but, you 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 designed some cards for Duelist which is dope uh, I heard you also don't you do all the voice lines for Chip in Legends of Runeterra isn't that true <laughs> that's a true is fact? my voice that high but uh oh my God but Chip <laughs> what a what a hero what a little guy no, I made that feet. did you guys Playing have a chance to head. see that fan art I did that's what I like not to. You know, no. push my own stuff too no. hard. Well, the Starspring, Starspring chip. No, but now that I want, I want that Guardian skin. Please, developers, they have the mechanical chip for the time. Yeah, beacon. which I think was a little bit. Oh, I had, I did see the Starspring chip. I didn't realize that you made this. Yeah, I thought you were just <laughs> posting this. No, I drew that. <laughs> That's a, it. Always amazes me that people I know, like, it always amazes me that people can actually like. Like real people can actually draw that well because I just I that, I can't. that people like, I know, you know all talented, like the, right, you're a good artist art. too, saucy. And I'm just I remember. Okay, well I remember you for the Riot Creator Challenge <laughs> we did last year. Yeah, what I drew. You, you needed to, one of the challenges was to draw a picture, and I like I did like the dumbest. I did a keg W, and it was a, a very <laughs> very very bad uh rendition with a, a, a an awful ms paint and then saucy is over here with a notebook of like a like perfect picture of fizz like <laughs> i don't even remember like dunking a, a beer can on darius or something yeah. like that something amazing and i'm just like it it always shocks me that real people I know, can like, actually draw like that you like you look at six more vodka and like all the studios that make the runeterra artwork right. and it's just some shadowy like group of people and this right. gorgeous art just falls out of a hole yeah. in the sky. Yeah, that's, that's a studio. They summon a studio it. made that. A studio is an entity. It's not made of real people. That's, that's what a, I mean. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's a hard to wrap your head around in a warehouse. It. It's an art factory. Everyone knows about the art yeah. factories. <laughs> you type in what you want and it factories it to you. <laughs> 
it factories it out to you um but yeah so everyone i've ever talked to uh about duelist um has always had fun things to say and mm-hmm. i remember mm-hmm. uh i remember playing the game and having a lot of fun i don't actually even remember why i stopped playing i was probably it, was it the development slowed down a little bit and like it had a couple of really bad metas and you know it's mm-hmm. it was just one of those things where once you know the developers basically said okay no more updates we're, we're just leaving the yeah. game as is when you're playing a card game even though it's still there and it's still fun when you know there's not going to be new cards yeah, you know tough. there's not going to be any balance patches it just it's just kind of like okay this is the meta for the rest of time right. i will say however to duelist's credit it didn't get any updates for like oh my god one one and a half or two years or something like that before the wow. servers finally shut down and the meta was still like it took a bit, but the meta was still kind of in flux up until wow. the very end. Um, with some, there was it was funny because there was one deck in Duelist called Wizard Brome that was basically like this control, like almost entirely spells, like control burn archetype that would just mm-hmm. grind you out. And this archetype was like under construction for like months and months mm-hmm. and months, and it finally got figured out, like. 10 days before the servers oh, no. like really? it was like this sleeper deck that everybody swore was good but only like right. three people of the entire player base played it mm-hmm. and once it finally got to catch on to like the wider player base and people were like oh wait this deck's actually really good it was like too <laughs> late so i just i always appreciated how under development a lot of stuff in duelist was and right. part of that i think too is because we didn't have like a lot of data on what was actually played or what was winning against what it was just all it was a lot of speculation right. and just right. so and so's high rank and they said that this matchup is bad so right <laughs> yeah i mean that's we've talked about that a bunch in like magic coming from like yeah, before yeah. the internet was big, yeah you know mm-hmm. and a thing like when you just played stuff because oh yeah some bobby down at the card shop did really well with this deck and like right. and now yeah. everything gets figured out so fast i mean we're seeing the 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 fruits of that in runeterra now that we have yeah. so much data all the time right which is which is crazy and, and uh, we br- i feel like we bring this up like every three or four episodes but i i remember uh riot dovagetes uh it did a post a while ago. On, I think it was him, or maybe it was Ruben. I don't remember. I think it was. I think it was Dovagetis. But did a post on Reddit a while ago about how like there's like the vicious cycle of like data and the the access to data and streamers and all that and mm-hmm. like yeah, how it's like we can see uh, ladder data. So people see the ladder data and they copy that. So then there's more ladder data. So more people see it and it's more conclusive. So more mm-hmm. people copy it and it's like a vicious cycle. And there's like, it, mm-hmm. it it's, it, and then you compound streamers as well. Oh, swims playing a deck. People see it, <laughs> and play it. Then that gets turned into like the, yeah. So it's, it's, it's kind of crazy, but yeah, it's, it's something I, mm-hmm. I, um, I don't know. It's tough. Cause it's like, you can't close Pandora's box. So it's not like, riot can be like yep we're turning off all the data now it's like exactly yeah no more data i wonder they it's it's weird because they could jump in and be like hey here's some more here's some more data to counteract what you're seeing like they'd have to open up the box even wider to counteract counteract the effects (laughs) and i feel so bad for like you know the people who run mobilitics 
and people like uh cosmic, cosmic who yeah. actually digs really deep into the data and is trying to tell everyone like no you have to play this deck it's actually and, uh, insane and nobody it's the monkeys it's the cosmic monkeys paw where like, he's what? like you will know all of the data yeah. the best deck in the meta yes. but no one will believe <laughs> yeah. you what's crazy and it's harder too about runeterra <laughs> is like how fast everything changes yeah like the meta day shifts day, the wildly meta in this game between changes like 48 hours yeah. it's just like well yeah. everybody's playing scar ground so if you're playing Aurelia azir you're inting and it's yeah. like right. okay yeah well it, it, i think uh the best the the monkey's paw metaphor is great but i also like to think cosmic is just babbling bjerg like you have to oh. believe me <laughs> You've got to believe me. Deep uh -uh. as big as tombstones. Win rates as big as tombstones. <laughs> yep. And everyone's like, no. Cosmic uh -uh. Uh, producer, please clip this and just just, <laughs> just send it to tag Cosmic. Cosmic. Win rates he, as big as tombstones. That's so good. <laughs> he he's my hobie for real. I just I oh yeah I Cosmic like I great, I'm keeping people. up with like all this stuff in the discussion on Twitter. Like you know a lot of. Uh, top level players are always talking about like you know this deck's not that bad we i we talk about it on my stream all the time mm -hmm. and it's it's just a really fascinating thing where some decks mm. are bad and if enough players think the deck is good then it means the deck is good because right. once a deck gets to a certain level of popularity you mm -hmm. have to start accounting for it when you're building your decks right and right. so because it's affecting the metagame, it's like, does that mean the deck is good? Yeah. I, I don't know. But it's just right. it's a weird like I like thought puzzle, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I'm about to Malphite smash this conversation because we're getting way too serious. I, I was way say, too we're in jump, depth. We're jumping I, the gun. <laughs> I don't care about anything in the game. I want to know more about Skarzik. I brought my friend Skarzik here to learn more <laughs> about <laughs> him so I can stalk him better in the future. And I want to know. <laughs> I want to know Skarzig. <laughs> so you're getting into Runeterra. This is a game you're interested in. You're yeah. like, I like card games. It's it's uh, It looks like it could be okay. What were you first expecting when you were getting into Runeterra for the first time? Ooh, let me see. So I played Runeterra, and I got to play during, when they did that, like, alpha weekend where yeah. the game was mm -hmm. available for, like, three or four days. Yep. I, I only got to play for, like, a day and a half of that okay. time. I had a very short uh, stint with the game to, like, play, and I was like, oh, this is... This is kind of cool. I like the 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 early days of Runeterra. It's been a long time. A lot of people maybe forget, but when mm -hmm. the game first came out, the art, the polish on the effects and the client is just it's so we're used to it now, but when Runeterra Unrived. dropped, oh my god, it yeah. was mm -hmm. gorgeous. I I got sucked in immediately. I had been playing League of Legends on the side, which I guess in my gaming history I kind of Forgot to mention, but I think everybody's played League of Legends a little Everyone bit. I've never heard of it. Blind spot. Yeah, yeah. League of, oh, yeah, that game. But um, so I was hoping, like, basically, I had played, like, Artifact and Duelist. And, you know, having the, the promise of a CCG being backed by a company that has, like, the experience and the budget mm -hmm. and, you know, just the, a big enough team to go the distance and take down hearthstone not necessarily take it down but to get a big enough like slice of the pie so to speak sure. yeah. to kind of stand on its own and, and get uh, a niche for itself 
and just be one of the the main players in the genre because everybody else is just kind of trying to find their own niche audience or mm-hmm. it's kind of like you know i guess like when mmos were coming out back in the day everything was supposed to be the wow killer but yeah, that's yeah. not how you want to go about it you don't want to mm-hmm. kill the other games you just want to be strong enough to have your own foundations and i knew that riot had a really good chance of accomplishing that and mm-hmm. you know after trying to break into the the streaming scenes and the casting scenes for a few other games like it i knew that runeterra was going to be able to cultivate that environment for people like me and people like us to mm-hmm. to flourish yeah i, I mean similar stories for both myself and And, Saucy too, right? Yeah, and I I mean, not even to mention, like, you know, just, like, the fun aspect. And I talk about how, like, my design for Skarzik, like, a champion where, like, the core idea of Runeterra is building your deck around a thing that transforms Mm -hmm. is something I love in card games where you want to set up, like, this long-term goal Mm -hmm. to, like, synergize your deck around and get a big payoff is just what i like to do in card right. games so you're saying you're a uh a matron uh watcher combo player oh my god <laughs> uh but yeah definitely i mean it I mean, we've talked about it over the you know the course of many episodes but it, it's worth noting that like i think what a lot of people see or saw in lor you know compared to other you know, smaller CCGs or, or card games is like mm-hmm. because it's backed by Riot, it obviously yep. is a Riot game and has the Riot IP. You've got that sort of baked in, but also um you've got the you've got a company who has the ability to n- not rely solely on this card game making all of their money to continue mm-hmm. to be a company, oh yeah. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. Runeterra or TFT could technically at least for some amount of time at least theoretically be a loss leader right we're like okay well if um you know uh well magic isn't really necessarily the case because they've kind of diversified yeah. over the course of 30 years but like you know some of these other uh you know digital card games that come out that you see pop up i don't know any off mm-hmm. the top of my head and i'm not trying to slander anything so i won't name any specifically not that i can name them anyway because i'm an idiot but uh like they come out and it's like, okay, this is that company's game that is their entire yeah, IP. Yeah, when that's the and thing they make. Like when, like when they don't make money on that, they stop being a company after some amount of time, right? Yeah. Once the money runs out, they stop being a company. That's not going to happen with LOR and uh, uh, with Riot, right? Yeah. Or theoretically, mm-hmm. at least. So there's there's a lot of just like that baked in, like there's a, a, an amount of confidence that you can come into it. Yeah. With, uh, which I know is enticing for a lot of folks. Definitely. Um, and just, you know, the Riot Games polish and, and all that, too, I think is what a lot of people uh, what a lot of people uh, were expecting. But now, of course, you know, we've come a long way over the course of a year plus since that uh, original uh, time. In that time, obviously, Skarzig, you've built up your stream quite a bit. You have, uh, you're the uh, Fight Night EU caster. And, uh, of course, la- of not last weekend... Two weekends ago, we were both on the uh, America's seasonal. So, you know, moving into the future, Crazy. yeah, I, I know, right? From a from a personal side, and also from a game from the the game itself side, you know, where are you looking to see LOR, uh, you know, go in the future? This, I, th- 
is, you know, a real opportunity for, you know, card games have been like a very niche genre. And I think it will continue to be um, just because, you know, uh, players, you know, and audiences specifically need like have different needs and different desires. But for when it comes to the the CCG community, I think that Runeterra does have something that players are really looking forward to trying out. And as you mentioned, with just that safety net, the potential for for growth and stability is it's like the the foundation i feel like is already there it can only go up from here when they look towards uh increasing the prize pools when it comes to when you compare it to other esports right ccg genre slash runeterra against other right. esports uh there is a lot of money involved a lot of the time but that like is sort of hoarded by like organizations that are hiring like these really top level players and mm -hmm. ccgs i think still have a lot of that um older feel to it of where like anybody could if you're good enough break into the scene and make a name for yourself and get a and get a cut and i hope that riot is somehow able to bring their their professionalism and like their constructed competitive uh like formats to mm -hmm. the scene but still somehow maintain it's i want it like all the ways right. but I think I think that with what the ecosystem they set up right now, they could potentially accomplish that. And one thing I do really hope for the future is when we start to grow the the esports scenes, they they don't they aren't afraid of doing maybe one off events with really silly formats or <laughs> yeah, I'm um, into that. And also uh, maybe sort of reinventing the the prize cuts where it goes a bit further down the line sure, so that the players that are, you know, training and, and testing and prepping all these exes, like being so adjacent to the competitive scene, you get a, a much better idea of like all the time that goes into right. like performing well at this game. And mm -hmm. even Saucy said the way the meta shifts wildly from day to day. And we have so much data, like parsing all of that and knowing what lineup you want to bring and just playing cleanly on top of all of that mm -hmm. i think that you don't want your players to go that ham and then not get top four and walk away with next to nothing yeah. right and being able to say i made top 16 i made top 32 i made top 64 and getting like something very worthwhile mm -hmm. um is going to keep players from leaving your competitive scene or, or something like that, right? So yeah. that's, I think that that's what I'm really hoping to see from, from Riot is support for, you know, the players further mm -hmm. down the line. Yeah. Because competition right now is fierce. And EU Masters, right. I think, is showing us that, like, is yeah. fierce yeah. competition. And so somebody's got to lose. And all of these right. players are monstrous and very deserving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and especially now that we're getting more things with Worlds being announced and mm -hmm. uh, getting more players interested in it, like you said, the competition, it's like the grade of competition is only getting higher and more intense. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one thing when, you know, when people are talking about like, oh, the, the meta or like the game seems more serious now. People are playing these tried hard decks. I'm like, well, now there's actually reasons to like, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. finishing your finish on ladder matters a lot more. Uh, so I, like you said, just bringing in the, the, the grade of player to the game, um, mm -hmm. it's just continually getting higher, which is really cool to see. One, one thing, um, I, I, we don't need to go on a whole tangent about it. But Let's do thing, it. 
uh, one thing I want to, I would love to see Riot do because th- there's one thing that's missing from mm-hmm. the card game ecosystem that is in Magic. It's in any really any paper TCG that's not in Runeterra is the secondary market, and I think there's a lot mm. of bad things that come with that uh, potentially, and there's a lot of good things that Runeterra. Uh, there's a lot of good to be had from not having that for Runeterra. Like decks are very cheap, mm-hmm. but when you think about it, like a Grand Prix, a Magic Grand Prix, for instance, which is like a big event usually held in a convention center. It's got it's an official event from you know Wizards of the Coast, or at least it was. I don't know what they're called anymore, Magic Fest or something stupid. Um, but it's put in part from Wizards of the Coast, the uh, the the uh, game creator, but it's also put on in partnership with the event company, uh, local and national vendors, uh, mm-hmm. and all these other companies that are part of this ecosystem. Where like you know, Channel Fireball will you know buy a spot in the event to help fuel the event and to help add to that environment because they're going to make. A hundred thousand dollars a weekend. I don't know what the actual numbers are. I'm just pulling something off. <laughs> but they're gonna make their money. They're gonna make a lot yeah. of money that weekend because there's a reason and there's a that sort of you know fuel for the economy. And like as much as I want a Grand Prix style event from Riot, like in person, like there's so much of that is is gone and is not there. Yeah. Like you can have like I mean you could have a a razor booth or a, mm-hmm. you know nvidia booth or whatever but it's not even it's not even close to the same right it's like yeah you, you know it's like okay there's these endemic brands but like they're not endemic to magic they're endemic to gaming and there's a big difference you know a a razor booth or something or any like you know any of those peripherals or anything any endemic brand to gaming is not making the same sort of money that a star city games is making yeah, at a weekend at a grand. When you're Prix, selling right? specific products for the for, for the, game the tournament itself. for yeah. the game itself in the tournament, and like there's some of that missing, and I think there's at the very least I want to see, and I, this is probably uh, an unpopular, maybe controversial opinion. Um, well, maybe not. I don't want to. I don't want the game to cost more from the play side, but I want there to be more ways for me to spend money in the game. If that makes <laughs> sense, like. Give me more yeah. cosmetics. Give me something to fuel that yeah. and to give people more ways to spend money. Not that they have to spend money, right? I don't want the I don't want you to have to buy more cards, but something there so that like it's less of a just a marketing expense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because when everything that ha- everything competitive is a is strictly a marketing or advertising spend starts to get less appealing to do more to do more of right unless like where's the return right where's the actual return so okay yeah more more cosmetics i mean like even like when prismatics came out everybody was like kind of skeptical but everybody loves it getting the prismatic cards blinging out your deck they can just go further with that and even just like prismatics in the traditional sense where the cards have a little bit of motion added into Mm -hmm. them or extra particle effects champion skins i think are in the pipeline so what if we had or alternate all art so in this in this theoretical riot uh legends of runeterra grand prix we're gonna have Mm -hmm. what if six more vodka is there 
and you could get artist signatures on your digital on cards. Your cards. And oh! like there's there's like a there's like a code that they just import to your account. I mean, Umbridge is sitting there on his laptop, like yeah. username, you have it. That'd be fucking cool. They do uh, okay. that on um. They do that in like CS:GO and in Dota. You can like get autographs yeah. on your skins. I yeah, want it. that would be sick to have like really specific like primo uh, cosmetics. And we got a little bit of that too with the fist bump. Uh, the fist bump card yeah. back. That um, is true. It, I wonder, and it's like because of the way it's like all server side, like cosmetics, you might be able to do it a little bit. Um, There'd be shenanigans with, you know, champion level ups where Renekton, mm -hmm. one of the guys he kills, is like, you know, is has you? a... <laughs> it, yeah. I know, right? You can or, pay to get your own face put that in That'd be sick! I'd, I'd, pay, I'd pay way too much. Get like, rendered in... Like, it would be like uh, like the world champion, which are, like the way they do for Riot, like for the yeah. world championships for League of Legends. Right. And then, like, the players you get to choose, like their favorite champ and they make a skin yeah. for like their team right. aesthetic well, and so like the world champion they like they just bottle his face onto the guy that Renekton slices it has. i mean like star city games does tokens for the people right. who win and stuff like that mm -hmm. like that's yeah, cool so but that, like there's a lot of different ways they could they could do that or and you even brought up dota where right. there's like a cosmetic that you buy and it goes into a pool for the prize pool. That, yeah, that's yeah. and that thing too. that plays into what I want to like more prize money that goes mm -hmm. further down the line and it lets the entire player base come together and yeah. foot a little bit of that bill. I there has to be there and I don't know the answer, but there just has to be some sort of legal reason why more games don't do the international style yeah. uh, like crowdfunding because like i know hearthstone kind of did it like one time where you could buy like a bundle of packs and like an exclusive like uh hero skin mm -hmm. that supported like some of the prize pool but like no one really does that like none of the i know some of the some leagues and like csgo sometimes has like you can buy like a cloud nine skin and part of that goes to cloud nine, but like nothing yeah. to the level of Dota. And like, I don't know, maybe I'm just missing. Here's what I about. want. This is, and this is all I can think about. So I'm saying it. I want this. This is the thing I'm paying money for. Mm -hmm. Timo hits the, hits the Nexus mm -hmm. and the puff caps are my face. <laughs> I want, I want it to be like my icon, the little like Timo face icon I have. Yeah. I want that to be the puff caps. That's all I want. This one? Yeah, the one that's uh, on that pillow right there. Umbridge! I know you're listening. Make this in the game. <laughs> oh, wait, no, he's he's on vacation. I was going to say, he's, he's, a kid. Well, he's on uh, paternity leave right now. I yeah. Think. Uh, so maybe. He's still listening. Saying. He listens to, he, he, he's my friend. Put my face in the game. He, he, Anyways. He, when I asked him if he listens, he goes, oh, yeah, definitely, that man. That podcast? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Belv Be Belvins. Yeah, no, definitely. Oh, definitely. no. Yeah. <laughs> but he, uh, he likes Skarzig, though, so he'll listen to this That's one. true. We just but speaking of things, this, the things of with Skarzig and liking, Skarzig, I want to, I want to, I want to go into this because uh, I, I saw your answers. We, 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 we don't cheated. normally, we don't normally tell our guests about like the questions we're going to ask ahead of time, but for some reason we did this time. No, so I saw your answers. Fancy. That's why. Yeah. I saw your answers. So I want to know, I want to know, and I need you to defend yourself on these. Mm -hmm. What are your three favorite cards in the card game? Legends of Runeterra. 
So they they sent it along because I'm glad you did because it gave me time to think because I actually had to like scroll through the card pool <laughs> and like I didn't have really three off the top of my head and I did mm. land on three. Uh, the flight. I wonder how many people in chat uh, are gonna know uh, the flight. I it's oh, like yeah. one of my favorite cards. I think that card is fantastic. Nightfall uh, aggro. Yeah, I'm a big Nightfall fan. I knew the card was going to be fantastic for Nightfall. It took a while for everybody to come around and believe the Prophet Scarzig, <laughs> but the Flight, love that card. It's got really skill intensive about whether you want to use it for a chump, whether you want to cycle it. it the use of the card changes from situation to situation, from matchup to matchup. Mm -hmm. So I just, I think it's fantastic, The just the flexibility. And secondly, Xenotype Researcher, I think, okay. is a pretty easy pick as one of my favorite cards. I played a ton of Civil LeBlanc, and yeah, Xenotype Researcher was the technology that I was trying to yell at all of the other Civil LeBlanc <laughs> players to adopt. And I didn't get it to catch on. I ended up stealing technology. There was a, a player named Maratos who played Civil LeBlanc in Fight Night, and he was running Triple Quicksand. And, oh my god, that card is insane in Civil LeBlanc. But, Xenotype Researcher. <laughs> it's one of those cards that's so strong, but mm -hmm. because its power level is tied to, like, really nebulous mathematics, I think, with mm -hmm. what's, the, what's the odds of it buffing something that's useful, what's the right. odds of even drawing it and seeing the card, that it's a card that it, you have to play it and have it save you in order for you to like right. it. It's not a card that you look at and say, this is auto-include good, I'm going to put it in my deck. And so it has that special spot where the card itself kind of chooses you. Because um, <laughs> when you draw, when you draw that Giga plus six plus six Ruin Runner, oh, Ooh. baby. I got to say, when I was editing some of my gameplay for YouTube, I like had to take the Super Mario Mushroom noise and edit it nice. in. When you draw that card and it gets the plus six, plus six, and that nice. Super Mario Mushroom sound plays, it bada boom. And that's that's what Xenotype Researchers is. It's the card mm -hmm. that you're going to play it, and you don't draw the buffed card, and you're sad, and you think it's bad. And then other times you're going to lose, and then you draw the Ruin Runner. <laughs> or even, honestly, just a... Like a two mana five six, like you're just playing a two drop, and holy cow, right. that's insane! Or big Siver, big LeBlanc. Tell mm -hmm. listeners, viewers, listeners, Xenotype researchers. I'm telling you, it has competition now because of Merciless Hunter. But before that card came out, I was like yelling up and down that Xenotype researcher right. was a staple. And third, Bright Steel Protector. This Ooh, card classic. is good, good, and it's funny because I. Wasn't so sure I wanted to to pick Bright Steel Protector at first. Mm -hmm. It's a, like one of my favorite cards. I don't think I've ever built a Demacia deck where it didn't have at least two copies. And mm -hmm. even today on stream, I was I was playing uh, a Demacia deck that was submitted by a viewer. And like I was tweaking it and I was like, oh, you know, we need a little bit more early game. And then it's just like, oh, yeah, Bright Steel Protector. And I literally just... It's like, it's a 2-mana 3-2 AoE stun. If you set it up in the right scenarios, your opponent just can't attack you. Right. It's it's free real estate. It's free tempo. <laughs> like, you just shut your opponent down. It's literally yeah. Malphite's win condition in a 2-drop, and it's a 3-2. You just stop your yeah. opponent from attacking you. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's, it's the classic, right? Like, it's, it's so good, so efficient. It does, it does so much. 
Um, it feels like it's the type of card that like it doesn't feel broken at two mana, but it feels like it should be a three mana card, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> two and a half mana for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If two they ever make it, card. if they ever make it a two two, I wouldn't be surprised. But even at its worst, it's a mm-hmm. it's an emergency fearsome blocker. Yeah. True. And so it, it it beat out a lot of like really cool cards. I think for my top three favorites. But in terms of like what I like and what I enjoy, if I had to pick three, those mm-hmm. are it. But when you go further down the line, you know, there's tons. Yeah, I, I just like how uh, Xenotype Researcher is not a super popular card because all of the the players on later. <laughs> They want their buffs now. I want them <laughs> now. I don't want to wait. <laughs> I was playing. It's, it's uh, like the, I was mm. playing some. Maybe, maybe I can get your. Maybe I can get your. Uh, your help refining this one. I was playing some. This. This is a totally real deck. Uh, you play Zillion. He's a card. If you guys haven't seen Zillion, he just got added to the game. I don't know <laughs> one's ever came against him. Um, with Monastery of Harana to play zillion a whole bunch of times for time bombs but i had xenotype researchers and you just play xenotype researchers like 50 times okay. and then you never draw the unit you never draw it but you know something in your deck has like plus 85 <laughs> feels great love it. okay so i love that you're thinking along those lines because one i played against the uh a zillion go hard variant where yeah. they did zillion Right of calling to kill their own zillion and draw another one, and then yeah. they did it again. So they played three zillions back to back to back to have 12 time bombs to just burn me down. And two, I was playing a zillion twisted fate bone skewer deck that was thinking Fun. along the same lines to send zillion back into the top of your deck <laughs> and xenotype researchers back into the top of your yeah. deck to repeat those buffs. So, Ooh. Monastery of Harana, Charima. In honestly, infinite value. you get to play I... Nopify, you get to play Deny. <laughs> And that's the cards in Ionia. So let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about um we got, got your favorite cards. Those make sense. Those are all good cards. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all cards that have been in the game. Uh, I think a lot of people are agree- going to agree with you on this list. We what about your top three least favorite cards? Man, I'm honestly <laughs> when it comes to my least favorite cards, yeah. these ones, these ones, I'd fill these out first. I yeah. filled these ones out first yeah. before I You're even thought angry. about ah! my favorite cards. I knew what my least favorite ones Man, were. Might already Everybody already knows. If you if you have followed me in any capacity, you if know. If you've ever tuned atrocity. into Starzik ranting about something. <laughs> oh, man. Atrocity. And it got nerfed. So, Vindicated. Fiora got nerfed. Vindicated. Next on the list, card number three. Sparklefly. It's only a matter of time. The Scarzig nerf profits coming for the Sparklefly <laughs> next. So, Ooh, so explain, explain the Sparklefly because we can all atrocity. Everyone, everyone hates the card. Fiora, everyone, even people who play Fiora know that they hate Fiora. Sparklefly, <laughs> though, that one's. Uh, I see, I see people either love or hate this card. Even though it doesn't always see a lot of play, but I want to hear your your specific reasonings. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a I'm a riot employee in charge of balance. Sell me why this needs nerfed. So Sparklefly, when it is buffed, the the fact that you have lifesteal and elusive is damage that's putting your opponent on a clock potentially, and also healing you away from their damage. Elusives being things that you can't block means that the only way to deal with them is either have removal or try to race it down. Playing against Targon, being able to reliably remove Sparklefly against 
um, you know, Bastion or Pale Cascade or some Blessed Vigor to do so efficiently is very difficult to do already. So you're thinking about down and then they have other healing on top of that. Sparklefly is sort of like it exists in a point where it's a lot of factors coming together. But I personally really respect the power level, the potential power level of healing coupled with damage. You know, like even like the drain on Doom Beast makes me a little bit wary or never mm. laid collector, right? Mm. And a lot of players, I think, sort of misevaluate how powerful effects like that are where you're da simultaneously damaging your opponent and healing yourself. Um, and, you know, it seems like the worst case nightmare scenario where Sparklefly gets giga buffed with Mentor of the Stones and everything goes just right and then you die to it. Yeah. Um, Sparklefly is always one buff away from being game losing. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just think I mean, and, it doesn't have it doesn't have death touch, but vampire nighthawk. Yeah, I mean, seriously though, everyone knows. Well, actually, probably only <laughs> boomers know about the the, the vampire nighthawk. That used to be a game working card. It's true. I and if I thought about it like a little bit more and like scrolled through, I'd probably be like, oh, you know, what? I forgot about. I should have said this one on the podcast. I'm gonna kick myself <laughs> in a few days. Like I said, Sparklefly, but I hate this one more, and that's. The, that card's going to change. I think that slot three is open. It's a flex mm. slot mm -hmm. for my hate list, but Fiora and Atrocity <laughs> are cards that just should be remade to do something completely different. Do you think that do you think that uh Sparklefly being in Targon is one of the the biggest problems with it? That's an interesting question. Uh they in Targon, I think for sure. The the permanent buffs and the ability to protect it, I think, really push it over the edge. The only other precedent we really have is Kinko Lifeblade yeah. in Ionia. And the only reason that card was really busted is because it was, like, getting consistently buffed um, outside of, like, its kill killable range. Yeah. And it's, like, very obvious that cards like Sparklefly and Kinko Lifeblade are balanced around their base stats. But as soon as they get any sort of stat buff, they're just bursting at the seams with value even if they are answered immediately and efficiently lifeblade was busted because it was a two three had a huge ass <laughs> yeah lifeblade was a two three and like you bring up a good point that they, it, well especially kinku lifeblade because like there was were some buffs for sure you know omen hawk and uh old uh inspiring mentor mm -hmm. yeah but, like, going from three to four is such a big break point in terms of, like, now all of a sudden it's taking two cards or it's taking a, a much more expensive card to kill it. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you go, f especially with Elusive and Lifesteal, when you go from, when you go up any amount of power, that swing is so great in terms of, like, you're never racing that because it's like, okay. Well, uh, because yeah. of the way Runeterra works, if you're thinking of it in magic terms, everything has haste and vigilance. Yep. So, yeah. And you can't block my unit because it has elusive and I'm gaining, I have lifesteal or, uh, uh, exactly. Yeah, lifesteal. So it, it's just impossible to race. It gets, it becomes impossible mm -hmm. to race. And they're going to make them in a the zero old days, one. There was, what's that? Zero. They'll make it a zero two. That's what <laughs> I, that's what I thought they were going to do. Either make it a zero two or move it to three mana. Hmm. 
I could see it being three mana. That would be interesting. Three Although three mana is a bit harsh. Zero yeah. two, I think, is is pretty spicy because it's a butterfly. Yeah. So if it didn't have any right. base attack, and with a really, it's you know, it's like in Hearthstone they have uh, enraged chicken or whatever. Yeah, angry, yeah. Chicken, angry chicken, where chicken, like yeah. it's like has like this really dangerous effect attached to it, but on a really bad body, right. and so it's the puzzle to be solved is how to make that good. And same thing with Boxtopus. Oh, no, it deals damage to itself. How do we solve this issue? How do we solve this mystery? So Sparklefly, I think, could be, like, a very interesting idea for Targon to have as, like, a side puzzle mm -hmm. that it could run, especially in decks that can support it very heavily. But I don't know. It, it's just that right now, it's 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 a guest champion in, in Targon, I feel, in certain True. decks. True. Yeah, and I've definitely seen it win multiple games just on its own uh, in mm -hmm. Lee Sin, where it is kind of like that. Oh, well, I don't have Lee Sin. I'm just going to put all my buffs on Sparklefly. And even at like and, a three power unit, it's just so good. And it's, and that's like the only deck that's like running Sparklefly in the really toxic way, right. I think, right now. But we had like, there was like a Zoe Diana um sparkle fly deck for a little bit there was like mono fiora that was running like zoe and sparkle fly right. so like that of style a very buff heavy deck i think you know is always going to ebb and flow with nerfs and buffs and and mm. and card releases and sparkle fly is just going to be this landmine that despite the current state of targon being in a good spot like they have this extra landmine that they that they have to balance around mm -hmm. With if you want fly. to, if anyone out there is wanting to play against Scarzig and just tilt them off the planet, I have the deck for you. Scargrounds, <laughs> okay. Sparklefly. It's awesome. Oh, wait. Scar it's really dope. Wait, that sounds toxic. <laughs> it's great. And then think about Irelia attacking into that. Love it. Please oh, attack into my I play, tough it's, Sparklefly. It's that Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, I yeah. play two mana radiant guardian it's yeah. like oh no <laughs> yep done nailed it how could you put that card in your deck <laughs> oh! Yugi, oh! you wouldn't understand okay i'm not going <laughs> in the whole Yu-Gi-Oh bit uh at least not right now um we've got a saucy we of course have to ask the most important yeah the only question. questions that matter Go really the it. only one that matters we haven't even been recording uh we gotta <laughs> know what's what's your go-to guardian uh board uh and card back either combination or a la carte on their own which ones are your favorite uh i love the Silverwing guardian i'm still okay. running it to this day um i always dabble for like the special ones that they release right. for the uh events but I always go back to the Silverwing, uh, and in base Silverwing too. It has like two or three different skins, I think, from the okay. Spirit Blossom event. But I love the base Silverwing, a little bird with a night helmet. Like that's all me all day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love the. I had to look up the name of it. The Moonfall card back. It's the one with the Crescent Moon and the Mount Targon's Peak. Mm -hmm. I love the the white and the blue. And Nightfall's like one of my favorite decks. Yep. And. When it came to a board, I had to think about that one because I ran the pixel board for a little bit, but I actually mm. eventually bought Celestial Summit, nice. and I okay. really do like the the Targon board. I'm running yeah. Shreema right now, you know, just because, but I think that, you know, once I get bored of that, the Oasis, I'm going to go back to running the Celestial mm. Summit Targon board. It's so, so cozy. I love the color combinations, yeah. and... 
Yeah, I mean, that's it. And, I, and the thing, too, is I play with uh, my music off in the client. Oh, okay. I'm listening to my own tunes. So I don't even know what the board music is like. That didn't really factor into the decision for those of you who are curious. Yeah, that. so that's interesting. So it's funny because you bring up the, the Pixel or the arcade board, and I actually... I stopped using that board and I stopped using the KDA board because I just got. Like, oh my god, the like, KDA I'm music! So... Da, 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 da. You're like, oh my the god, it's good, but it's like every single yeah. time. It's good I for like. Oh, um, I know what you mean. I hate the Earth board because I don't play with music, yeah. and so every time they <laughs> the pass back effects. me, it goes brat brat. <laughs> Yeah. And it's I'm like, no, make it stop. I didn't notice that for the longest time. And then someone, I think it was Casanova, was like, well, I can't stand the the like <laughs> guns going off every time. I'm like, what are you talking about? And now it's just like every time. It, and if there's two yeah. boards, it's like. Uh. <laughs> I've thought it was just people outside his house, you know, yeah, shooting guns. Uh, but it's funny because I haven't used the, I haven't used the, um, the pixel board in so long that thinking about the music is giving me that like um that like i don't even know how to what it's called but like sense memory of like hearing the or not even hearing it but thinking about the music is giving me like visions of scouts and <laughs> deep and like pirate aggro like though like when um when bilgewater like first came out each, like, yeah. each board has its own like a well, meta that, attached well, that to one it. specifically does because i used it because that was like like mm. top tier best board not close but like uh, hearing that music over and over and over and over again like i'm just i'm i like the fact that there's many boards because i have to change them up. and you know right if you're listening that would be a pretty really cool uh stat maybe is when you hover over the board you get to see like what wins you have what? <laughs> <laughs> with like certain regions or region combinations while playing yeah. this board so you could I... go look way back in the past like oh yeah i bought the bilgewater board when the bilgewater came out what decks did i play that one too. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that's another one that I played back then. Maybe it was just when Bilgewater came out. I played those boards a lot. Yeah, it just like I I can I can see like misfortune attacking into a like a, a Nautilus for some reason. <laughs> it comes to my mind. Uh, I mean, good but... times. It, the Bilgewater like. I don't like the the twangy like pirate theme. Mm. I really like the like the Tom Kench like deeper bluesy theme. Yeah. Do 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 do. <laughs> like I yeah. want I want that to be in the game more. I just want Tom Kench to be a bigger part of the game. Yeah, Tom Kench Guardian. I want Tom Kench to be good. Okay. Go oh on. yeah, well, we all want that. I, w- I w- just want Tom Kench to be. Pl- I feel like Tom Kench should be playable. He does a lot, but he's like. He's limited because you yeah. need to heal him. And if you're going to be healing units, I mean, you just play why? Soraka, right? Yeah, I mean, a four mana, two six. If there was maybe a way where if you uh, acquired taste or friendly unit, he heals. Mm-hmm. So that way you, you eat an opponent's thing, you eat a friendly thing, you eat an enemy right, you thing, you eat a friendly it. thing. Right. So that way you're playing. It's like they have Bayou Brunch to kind of like do that. Yeah. But Bayou Brunch is like, what is it? Three mana, slow three, speed? Yeah. It's like a lot of time to take off. So if they just take yeah. Bayou Brunch and package it with acquired taste, I'd be down. I love, I, I do love Tom Kench. I've done so many stupid things with him and I love the card, but mm-hmm. it just always feels bad when you play him. 
that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> when he's on the board, he's right. good, but yeah. having to also, play him is the issue. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Give him the victor treatment, where when you play him, you get the you get the. Uh, oh man. They're gonna have lot, to nerf Soraka TK first if they want to if they want to make Tom Kench better and like more yeah. playable. Yeah. They're gonna have to. And they'll probably have to do some sort of like ultra specific like Dragon Chow type card for Tom Kent. I've got the idea. Here it is. Ooh. I'm such Where, a like, good game if designer. If he eats it, he he gets like perma stats, and you draw. Uh, here, a card hear me or out. I got you. Mm-hmm. They just buff the hell out of Tom Kent. Make him a monster, but have the clause: this cannot be played with Soraka. Easy. If you play it with Soraka, it obliterates your deck. Easy. <laughs> well, you have um, you just. Have uh, acquired taste say uh, it says the same exact thing, but it also says obliterate all allied Sorakas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, love it. Yeah, well, well he destroys we'll, a friendly we'll... landmark when he comes into play. That way, no star spring for you. Oh, well, maybe we'll see. Uh, but <laughs> maybe we'll have to have another episode sometime <laughs> with with the speculating on how to make Tom Kench better. Uh, podcast. <laughs> it'll be its own yes. podcast, but. Uh, I we do have a couple more things. Fire Brunch is a good about. name for a podcast, though. But anyway, it is. Patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, a couple things. Uh, the the main thing is the meta after week one. Yeah, uh, we've obviously um you know seen the rise and maybe fall of some decks. Um, but there's three. Uh, in particular, I wanted to talk about um, the first one. I mean, let's just talk about the elephant in the room. Azir Aurelia mm-hmm. really kind of came out of the gates uh, very quickly in terms of win rate, play rate, all that. Um, it's it's everywhere on the ladder. If you've played even a little bit, uh, you've definitely seen it. I just want to get your thoughts on, you know, what do you think about the deck, Skarzig? Do you like that it's in the meta? Do you like that it's so powerful? What What are your overall thoughts on it? So when it comes to Aurelia Azir, I do want to make it clear that I think the deck is overpowered. Um, it's when I when I was first talking about it, you know, oh my god, there's no way this deck is. It's one of those things where it's like there's no way where your gut and your soul tells you mm-hmm. there's no way this deck is balanced, right? <laughs> and you know, day it has that day one plot armor. So yeah. you're not allowed to say that it's OP because it's too early to tell. Yeah. Um, and then over the next few days, all the counter decks rose up. And then everybody went back to playing their old decks. And goes like, oh, yeah, really, Azir loses to uh, Nasus Thresh. It loses to TLC. And so it's it's obviously not OP because it's just losing to the same old, same old. But it's try- it's beating out the newer decks that are trying mm-hmm. to exist with it. So it's like this weird, like... It's a uh, it's like the bouncer at the at the front of the club now to get into tier right. 1 where it loses <laughs> to all the tier 1 decks but it just gatekeeps everybody Everything else from else. from trying to take their shot. <laughs> and so regardless of I think like where the deck ends up balance wise, I think that it's like just this like really unfun just that first hurdle of what gets to be in the meta. It's we're right. always it's always a bad time when Ionia is deciding what is what gets to see play i think that's true yeah that's that's one of the so there's a lot of things about this deck um that make it kind of a perfect storm of Mm -hmm. issues uh and one of the biggest things is 
it is Ionia, and it's in a region <laughs> so many people have been wanting to play and be good for so long. Like, yeah, uh, we we all miss mm-hmm. Ionia being a good region, and now Ionia is like a very good, solid region to be playing. So people are excited to be playing Ionia again. Um, but in Ionia, it sadly the just how the region works, it's either insanely good or shit. Like, right. and, and the problem <laughs> is just the way it works. Like it doesn't have a middle ground yeah yeah i oh my god you're absolutely right when i I had a long discussion about this on the stream but when it comes to ionia they have like a handful of really strong stuff or in really unique stuff when it comes to like nopify and deny but the rest of the card quality is just so low that they can only be built around these very specific clearly pushed staple cards um to exist and they don't have like you know what i mean like Blade Dance, very cool synergy, um, very cool yeah. idea. It's just a little bit of chip damage. Death by a Thousand Cuts is very Aurelia. And what really blows the deck out of proportion, I think, is mostly the Sand Soldier synergies. Um, like hyper-leveling Azir, the Blades getting their attack boosted by leveled up Azir and Inspiring Marshall. Um, if you're just chump blocking one ones all game, then if you're developing enough meat onto the board to tank right. that, then you're good. But when they're three ones two ones and three ones it becomes a lot harder to efficiently survive yeah yeah it's 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 tough because like and then it also has the the rest of the perfect storm is you know it's early in the new season and it's a fast aggressive deck that has a good Mm -hmm. win rate and people are wanting to climb fast so it's a good option and like the deck is really fun to play it is fun it is fun attacking 17 times every turn is not boring it is fun, yeah. yeah. I, I played the deck just so I wasn't that guy that was complaining about getting beat up by it. I wanted to make sure I got both sides of the equation, and mm-hmm. that deck is fun. <laughs> really is fun. She's really cool. Like, I yeah. love the champion design. She's just, whoo, is it good? Like, you just win <laughs> games out of nowhere. The, the thing, so I played, a, I, I played a deck that I found from What Am I, and I don't know to what extent they played this, but it was on their... Uh, when I searched their uh, their recent deck on the master ladder, this is what popped up. So I had to I had to steal it. It was a uh, essentially it was a mono Ionia deck, except there were uh, I think six Freljord cards. Those cards were three Omen Hawks and three They Who Endure, and otherwise it was like an aggressive Ionia deck, and it was sweet. I love uh, that. Oh it was no! Not, it was by no means broken. No, it just felt sweet, and it was like all right. Um, but the, my point is that syncopation, right? Exactly, would... syncopation. Like syncopation is a sweet card. Um, I uh, Aureli is a sweet card. The blade dance cards themselves, that whole package is sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having um uh the uh student i forget what what it's sparring student man, sparring student one man at 12 12 right be a real uh be a real threat is cool because yeah. it really outside of like some meme decks has never been an actual real mm-hmm. card that's all cool it's just that all of that with the azir package which has already been proven is already strong yeah and like it's cheap it synergizes so well and it does so and- much like it that deck makes homecoming look strong too. Yeah, homecoming like, is a sweet. card. 
And yeah, like that, I love that house too. I call it the Stefan on the beach, like just the big, the big Tibbs. I have to make that meme edit is homecoming with Tibbs. I got to do that. Uh, So don't let me forget about that, uh, you know, coming to a Twitter account near you, hot (laughs) memes. But, um, oh, and then lead and follow is just when you try to interact with the deck, it's just sidestepping your answers and then doing stuff to further their own win condition yeah. mm-hmm. like I it's think that's that's the thing that makes the deck so good and so frustrating to play against is like yeah they have nopify deny syncopation right very recall yeah and... the deck win wins in a yeah. way that pisses you off yeah <laughs> when you yeah. move a rally around like six times in a turn you're like mm-hmm. i just want to hit you with vengeance <laughs> Stop! It, it it's so cool though like i feel like the ionia and the even specifically the irelia package of cards on its own is not a problem in fact i no. think it's a really cool it's way really to cool. play yeah. ionia i played i played the irelia somebody had submitted the deck it was uh zanea with destiny's call I... and then it's just the the blade ionia package to oh, just shore up the, the early it... mid game and that's, that's a cool deck and like that's the blades amazing. are just like i dealt a one damage to you yeah. Yeah. like yeah. you know it's like they feel perfectly fine like that where right. it's just a little bit of chip that's yeah. setting you up for like this bursty finisher right well remember last week saucy when we were talking about uh was the four mana three three blade dance two was that good enough for the deck and it's actually just yeah. like insano like oh it's so good it... The problem is not Aurelia or the the it's the fact the in combination with Azir and I don't yeah. know how to solve that type of problem because it's it's you know it's not um yeah it, it's not necessarily twisted fate that's broken it's well okay that's not a good example because twisted fate's twisted fate uh, was champion kind of broken, spell yeah, yeah. twisted fate was broken but it was the champion spell that really made it broken that was part of it um like uh mind meld might not be broken it's mind meld plus yeah, you know, all the cheap draw spells in P and Z. How do you mm-hmm. nerf that interaction? You have to, I guess, nerf either both parts or one part or something. It's it's tough. It's to a do. lot. Of, yeah, it, you're. That's the problem right there. It's like yeah. it's a deck that's strong, but in a way that if you nerf it, you're maybe inadvertently hurting other archetypes you don't want to. Right. Like Azir is very merely, uh, very clearly meant to be, uh able to level up very easily for sun disc purposes yeah so if you right. make azir like oh you have to summon 15 units to level up azir then suddenly like sun disc decks are really struggling to hit that milestone and then i think it shows just showcases a lot of like individual cards that are just a little bit out of line like dune keeper and emperor's mm-hmm. dais um I think that what's going to end up happening is that level two Azir like maybe doesn't buff himself anymore, or maybe he only buffs sand soldiers or, okay. So here, now that I'm kind of talking about it, do you remember when they made the change that um, they moved the region symbols to the top right of the cards? So you can see the regions while they're in your hand. And one of the developers said that we're making this change now because we have some future designs that are going to be using this um, where you're going to need to tell what region your card is from at a glance. And so I wonder if they're going to maybe establish the groundwork to open up a change where Azir only buffs Shuriman cards because he's their emperor, 
right? So it would yeah, be maybe be a bit more in flavor, or he only buffs oh. Sand Soldiers, because we just talked about how the blades getting buffed is kind of the big issue, mm -hmm. and you know how it is. We've, I think... I can safely say that even though it's only been a few days, we've all literally sat across from Emperor's Deus Azir inspiring Marshall and yeah. those soldiers and those blades are big, big yeah. blades. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because I actually just listened to uh, the most recent episode of uh, the Twin Suns podcast where they had uh, Riot G Major, the lead set is our block designer i guess for the mm -hmm. shrima expansions on and they actually uh uh riot g major mentioned that there was a point in time where they were at least considering uh the sun disc having the text on it like uh daybreak units and shiriman units get plus one plus one or like having Ooh. the card kind of be like based around that yeah it's interesting that you say that because it's very possible that that could be um something that they do and like that could be like a, an angle that they go because right now that sort of precedent hasn't really been set um other than like uh you know i guess spiders kind of have that synergy but spiders uh and i guess the kind of the tech uh, with the new card the new heimerdinger card but mostly spiders are the only like tribe that really buffs itself I'm yeah to think. Yeah, like Elnux obviously has a little bit, and Poros too, but yeah. So yeah, taking that synergy and, and tying it to to region, again, like right. tying tying like card procs to region with, has a little bit of precedent with Allegiance, Sure. but when it comes to like things that are in play or in your hand, you're asking a little bit more of your players to know you know, what cards are part of what. So, like, you know, it'll be a little bit rough for newer players to be like, oh, I forget what region this guy's a part of. But right. I think the Runeterra, you know, developers and the artists have done a really good job of having cards. Like, when you look at a card, it's very easy to tell what region it's from. Right. And also, like, at some point, you have to expect the players to open their fucking eyes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, get this that, get so... that out of here. Get that logic oh, out of here. I'm sorry. That was. Oh my that god. Guys, I for, that, that no, I remember there was. Oh, I forget what I can't remember if this was a Runeterra meme or if this was just an ancient duelist meme where it was like step one to being a good player is reading your cards. I think it was a duelist oh, yeah. meme. Uh, because there was some hilarious misplays in it that people used to make all the yeah. time, and myself included, where, like, you just don't read a card. When Loaded Dice was revealed, I didn't read the card, and I thought it was a perma effect and oh, not yeah, just yeah, the yeah. round. Uh, and yeah. I was like, it happens a lot to me, where I just... RTFC? I read, RTFC. like, a third of a card. <laughs> I read, read a third the of the card, card, and then I just assume <laughs> it does what... The rest yeah. of my brain is yeah. filled in, and yeah, then I'm like, yeah. "Oh, no, this card is nasty." Oh, that may that reminds me. I, got, I I mentioned this on Twitter, but I got to call it out because it's it's one of the funniest things I've seen on on stream. So I was watching uh I was watching Squeebies uh stream um and they uh someone in chat suggested like oh squeeby why don't you block this and squeeby like is doing the math and it's like I'm gonna die if I do this. Like, you know what, chat? Let's just see what happens if I do this. Blocks like that. They die. They go, oh, guess that was dumb. <laughs> yeah. Chat suggests oh dumb God. thing. Oh. Does dumb Always. thing. Dumb thing happens. I was 
Right. Why don't you block like that? It's, Why don't it's you got fierce the nexus? You, you gotta sometimes you do gotta get you gotta oh, get yeah. a little tilted at Twitch chat because so good. It's it's I, a double edged sword. I consider it's like the Nintendo sixty four expansion pack that is purple on top, and I just yeah. insert it into my brain. And Twitch chat just gives me that little bit of extra yeah. processing power. Right. To oh, like the, especially see when you're in a plays. tournament. Oh, they're always the best at every good play. So good all the time. Well, I I see I see Twitch chat is sort of like that that riddle, you know, or not the riddle, but the like you know you come to the path and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I am a person who I I only speak the truth. One of us only speaks truth, and the other only lies. Except both of them are Twitch chat, and they both sometimes tell the truth and also sometimes lie so yep. they're completely useless um <laughs> one of us always can find lethal yep. and the other one oh. doesn't know how to count yeah both Ooh, of us can find believe? lethal but one of us finds lethal for your opponent yeah exactly. oh my god yeah i've seen i've have, had that so, happen to me too so uh <laughs> i'm a game designer right i'm a professional very good game designer i have mm -hmm, the fix for i have the fix i've solved uh azir irelia also we need a better name for it because i don't like saying the name i, I what is Isrelia? i hate that Isrelia. yeah i, I mean it. it doesn't it didn't even get like a catchy mo moniker like sand scouts did yeah it's terrible i hate it i have this i have the i have the solve i fixed it i'm i'm, I'm a game designer what you do you make because Irelia we determined is fun and good have yes. there's a text on Irelia. if you read it, it says can't be played with his ear oh solved it it's just like the Tom Kinch Soraka. I'm Ooh, so how, good at this on. game. How about this? How about this? Uh, uh, Azir has a new, instead of saying can't be played with Aurelia, it says must be played with Tom Kinch. Ooh, <laughs> suddenly you've made We've him unplayable. We yes! solved two problems, but uh... because everyone knows Sharima doesn't have a like a, a mono Sharima archetype they've pushed. Nah, that's no, not happening. Must be played with Tom Kent. Just make Tom Kent Sharima as well. Yeah. Ooh! A, a multi region. Oh champion. my god. And make no make Tom Kent level up when you've seen units get slayed. Love it. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, and then he levels up with and he gets level three with yeah, the ascended like sun a, disc like and he a, grows giant and then he can make him like an your opponent's whole board. Yeah, like an ascendant two two that every time a unit gets slayed he gets one bigger. Like that'd be pretty cool. I'm, <laughs> I'm all in on this new ascended Tom Kench, which by the way, I mean this would not be year for years, I would imagine, but like I want to see like alternate versions of champions like i want to see like a three mana darius or, yeah i'd like, love that i'd ooh. love that uh you know yeah because they still take up your champ slots yeah. so right they, i mean they would yeah they would still take up your champ slots they could theoretically be in a different region if they wanted to show like a different progression of the story well and like oh, there's a lot yeah. of champions that do different things too i mean like in tft when they show right. like new kindred is so much different than previous kindred and like right. they get to oh, change things yeah. around that'd be yeah. awesome Especially for like champions that aren't seeing any play and they're really hard to right. balance. Like Heimerdinger, for instance, is a really hard champion to balance because when he's good, he breaks the game. When he's bad, right. he's not playable. What if they had a different version of Heimerdinger that yeah. like did something different? That'd be cool. Yeah, that, I would I, love that. Where he's just like uh, a small lad that makes a bot, a random bot in your hand or something when you play him. And just give him a baby effect like that, and it mm -hmm. synergizes with other Heimer, but you're yeah. giving up more of your champion well, slots. I was so I was thinking about this. Would the Heimer the Heimer could it, like if 
let's just say Heimer, let's just say the baby Heimer is like a young Heimerdinger or something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that makes sense. Okay. In the lore yeah, man, let's go. Heimer, uh, apprentice, uh, uh, apprentice experimenter. Yeah. There's a one mana, whatever. Now, do, can you run your, if you're, can your six champions be three, five mana Heimer, three, one mana Heimer, or can you only have three Heimerdingers yeah. in your deck? Make them unique. So you can run a mix, but like, if you have five mm. mana Heimerdinger out, you'll and you draw one mana Heimer, it will get, it will turn into the one mana Heimer's champion spell. Ooh. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. So I, like, I don't yeah. know. you have like the legend rule be, in Magic. Right, I think it'd be kind of like the legend rule. But like okay. yeah, like okay, yeah, yeah I, I like know. that a lot. And I mean yeah, because as time goes on and they start adding more champions, they're going to have to either start making new forms of champions or they're going to start making champions that are like not don't have a whole archetype and win condition built unto right. themselves that yeah. you synergize with they're going to be more just self-contained very just strong champion stuff like the way garen and draven are just kind of solid and right. just have additional effects and synergies that feed into other archetypes but there's no like draven archetype you know what i mean yeah there's right. draven's biggest fan there's shenanigans with like flurry of fists um, but you know right. what I mean? There's no like yeah. Coliseum fan that buffs yeah. Draven. And then when right. he, da, 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 like he's just a champion you put in your deck because you want a three, three quick attack. And right. if they start making more champions that are like just in that vein, then you just have good value cards that start to compete mm -hmm. for your champion slots as well. I, I think there's a lot of ways that they could go mm -hmm. into that. But, uh, I mean, I, again, I, it, I would imagine that they're probably going to want to get most of the other champions in at no, some No, no one before. wants other champions. No, we have all make, champions make, like. make different Yasuos. Uh... No, make, <laughs> I, want, I want Lucian. Like, we have Lucian that wants his wife to die, and then you have Lucian that doesn't want his wife to die. It'd be so cool. <laughs> it's different things. Like, as long as Senna is in play, they get double strike yeah. and plus one, plus one. Yep. And then when oh, Senna dies... No. I... Senna! <laughs> Um, okay. I'll die when I'm dead. All right. <laughs> we I'll are, die when I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> we are quickly running out of time here, but I wanted to do one last little. It's a question, but it's also kind of an exercise. And I wanted to do this with you, Scarzig, because you've done this on your stream before. I don't know <laughs> if we could do this impromptu or not, but so you've done this really cool thing where. You take the art of a card. I think you've done uh, like <laughs> She Who Wanders and like some of the yeah. sea monsters, and like based on different reference points in the art of the card <laughs> and estimating how big those things are in real life, you've gotten pretty uh, at least horrifying, horrifying, <laughs> horrifying, but like accurate based on logic answers to how big these things actually are in the universe mm. um and of course you know with the new set coming out we got three champions uh you know zillions it. probably you know uh, a reasonable height uh aurelia probably not that big but malphite though it's pretty large so i ask you the question how big is malphite now that's that's a good one because I think that it's pretty obvious that Runeterra Malphite is, like, way bigger than anybody was really expecting. I right. know that, like, the way Malphite appears in League of Legends is, like, 
not to scale like canonically right. with how big he is. There's a mm -hmm. lot of champions like that, um, just for the sake of gameplay purposes. Right. But Malphite, you know, they want him to be the mountain. They want him to be full scale. And so not being familiar with Malphite's lore or what his canonical height is when it comes to League of Legends, when we mm -hmm. evaluate him purely from a Runeterra standpoint and based on this artwork, um, if you look at Malphite's level one, for those of you who uh, aren't able to, you know, who, who need to pull up the visual component here for what I'm looking at, we've got in the bottom left corner, we got this little guy standing here and mm -hmm. assuming he's just a normal guy, you know, in a fantasy world, all fantasy guys are six feet tall, right? Yes. Like yep. that's just that's a fact. We can move just, on from there. So I he's six foot tall. Six, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <there we> <laughs> we'll, we'll and so you compare him to the tree that's coming off of the cliff side here on the on the left side, and it's a little bit further in the background from him. But I think that we could say this this tree is probably like. 18 20 foot tall right okay sure and so yeah. if we go all the way back into malphite's uh it would be his left shoulder the one that's on the far right that's facing uh -huh. away we see a very similar like group of plants or shrubbery right on this corner and so if we're assuming that this is like the same type of tree that grows in yeah. this mountainous region that's like 20 foot and so if I just kind of vaguely finagle the height of, like, this shoulder spike, 20, mm -hmm. 40, 60, 80, 100. And so that looks to be about the same uh, height as, like, this rocky, godlike uh, peck that, mm -hmm. that Malphite has here. <laughs> so if his pectoral muscle is 100 feet uh, uh, up... Then I'm already horrified. <laughs> yeah. So then what is the like if we just assume that Malphite is proportion. A, uh like uh like bodybuilder like Arnold Schwarzenegger proportions yeah. where he's got like a big chest. Your chest is like what? The so, like even like a really built guy, your pec right. muscle is probably the same height as like your skull. Sure. And so just, just like I me, think, very built. <laughs> and, and so your your head is one there's like a ratio to it your head is like one sixth of your height or something like that okay sure. I, I, so I buy that so yeah, that means that it's like hang on a second there's like there's like a weird ratio i'm gonna i'm gonna try to quickly look this up uh and i think this is one of those weird like ratios things where yeah, yeah. it's it applies across like all mammals or something like that because of like yeah. the way your spinal column works anyway mm -hmm. says that your ratio is uh one to eight so malphite is actually only about a thousand feet tall only? that doesn't seem right <laughs> actually actually no that's not right because malphite's head isn't at the top of his body it's like in the middle if you pull up malphite's <laughs> right. level two he right. has like this other like mountain ridge right. that comes off of his back and extends his height further and that there was like a big meme about it where people didn't know that malphite's head in the middle of his chest they thought it right. was like just a so he's actually like yeah that adds like another like half to his height so sure. he's like so maybe he probably... 15 or 1600 feet tall wow 
which That's, is uh, going I mean, back to what yeah, you, you can said see he has about... like these these mountainous ridges that come off of his shoulders, and yeah. his head is actually situated lower on his body. Mm-hmm. It's funny because, like, like you said, going back to uh, the League of Legend version of Malphite, and like in the original, uh, like Malphite lore, he was thirty six feet tall. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's updated. <laughs> a little, a little, a little different. Unless those are and, really, really, really tiny people, and they're standing next to broccoli. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they're like uh, borrowers. I know that that's really what we want from Riot is we need the size comparison from like a concept artist of Malphite standing next to I She Who Wanders. Love those things where it's like I, I always like I, I always like looking at those for like animals and like also like uh, I think I saw an old like Marvel encyclopedia that had like largest entities in marvel and it was like galactus and then it had like i I don't know all these other like Mm -hmm. marvel beings and like how big they were compared to each other i don't know why that was always interesting to me i want to see that for yeah uh oh our producer's asking the important question i I, saucy you might be able to do this conversion how many timos high is malphite (laughs) (laughs) 12 Timos has been converted. We need, we need, hopefully, we'll get some some extra artwork or some future landmarks and stuff. I'm going to buy time while Saucy's doing math right now. Uh, but where, like, Chip, we saw the concept art, I think, from that same right. account you're talking about, Blevins, where mm-hmm. Chip is about the size of a largest dog. He, okay. he, he's, like, small and cute, but because he's a rock, he's, like, about he's the size, big. I think, of, like, a Great Dane. Oh, okay. Uh, so he he's a pretty big boy, but yeah. we don't we don't have like have any art of like actual scale of Chip and Malphite mm-hmm. in the same artwork. So maybe if that appears on a card somewhere <laughs> uh, in the future, then that could be kind of cool. We have he's like about, I think some... three hundred and sixty Timos. <laughs> Timos about two foot eight. You know, okay, uh, not a bad height for a Yordle. That's that's so funny. Oh, Fizz is taller th- than him. Fizz is three feet tall. What a tall boy! Wow, Fizz is like <laughs> Damn. a that's, yordle. He's Ugh. on the yordle basketball. That's tall team. enough that the the trident can actually kind of get you in the face. That's yeah. So yeah. you know you can't do I'm... the thing where you just keep him at arm's length yeah. and he's windmilling. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he actually could and he could jump up and oh, that's terrifying. Uh, also, he can summon a giant shark to bite you too. But, oh yeah, uh, that too. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I had to, I had to ask me I had we had to do this exercise because I don't know that's just it's a lot of fun. fun. It's a lot it's of so fun. fun for me to to uh, watch you do it. Not not for me. <laughs> I, I love I love your process of doing that. So I'm glad we got to do that live on the podcast. But Scarzig, this is the end of our apparently first episode together. Though. The the Mandela <laughs> Who effect maybe the Mandela effect maybe. Uh, maybe uh, uh arguing with that but thank you so much scarzig for coming on really appreciate it the time now is yours sell out shout out do what you will the floor is yours uh thank you so much for having me on the show from terrible radio i think you know when i was telling my uh chat about coming over here to do the show i think that this is the first rentera podcast uh podcast i think so you know good yeah, job you know true. just coming right out of the gate and 
providing that content. But when it comes to me, you can find me on YouTube slash C slash Scarzig, of course, for some gameplay and some other analysis like you've heard today. Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Scarzig where we're doing the same thing. You know, just a lot of discussion, <laughs> a lot of silly deck builds and trying to figure out the height of things. Uh, <laughs> if you catch word that Riot wants to know who your favorite tournament caster is, let them know about me. It really helps a lot, just word of mouth. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, yeah, I hope that you will see more of me, not just on podcasts, but, you know, hopefully on the seasonal desk going forward. And, uh, yeah, big shout out to, I guess, all the viewers for this podcast and also for the stream. Couldn't be, you know, where I am without y'all. Really appreciate it. And I think that's that's pretty much it. Thank you. Awesome. That is always, always great to uh, to talk to you, buddy. Saucy, where can people find you on the internet when you are not here? Boy, um, you can find me everywhere. My website's uh, saucymailman.com or saucy.live. And I do stuff at various times. I'm trying to figure out my life right now, so I don't know. I'll, I'll be live at some point. Make sure you're uh, checking out the Twitter and the Discord, of course. Discord.me slash radio, where we'll have all of the updates for when both saucy and myself go live because i've actually been streaming a little bit too which has been fun uh fun little fun little uh stream experiment that's been great um but yeah you can find me on on uh, twitter at the underscore blevins uh twitch.tv slash the blevins you can find the show uh twitch.tv slash rune terrible youtube.com slash c slash rune terrible radio uh, and of course, discord.me slash rune terrible radio for just about all of the links and stuff that we're doing. But that is going to be it for this episode. Thank you everyone for listening and for watching. But for Scarzig, for Saucy, for our awesome mystery producer, I'm Blevins. And we'll be back next week to talk about some more Legends of Rune Terra. Cue that music, maybe. Yeah.